The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specialises in making it a successful reality. everyone and welcome to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Now, our special guest on the program today is Regan Saville, the CEO of Dragonfly Biosciences. Now, this is essentially a cannabis company which is rapidly heading towards an ASX listing. Regan, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, I want to talk about Dragonfly, but first I'm pretty interested in your history because you're a former television executive, chartered accountant by trade, and you're now running a cannabis company. How does that work? Um, well, it's a, a quite a strange story. Not everyone ends up in the cannabis-related business. Um, you don't really set out to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I'd said I was doing this five years ago, I would have said you're a bit mad. And I think I was at um, NBC Universal before coming to, to Dragonfly, and obviously everyone there was thinking, what's this cannabis thing? Oh, you're going to be going and smoking stuff and getting high, and it's like, and it's absolutely the antithesis of that. Um, and, that, and that's what kind of drawn me to it in, at the beginning. So the, the, the you know, cannabidiol or CBD, the wellness benefits of that compound is not was not widely known in the UK you know, back in 2017 when the company started. And I was just astonished by all the anecdotal evidence that you've got with people that is, is helping them with their various ailments because at the end of the day, it's a, really, it's a super anti-inflammatory and most kind of um, ailments are you know, inflammatory related. And, you know, CBD really helps for that. And I'd never heard of it. And I, I saw, heard these stories and I'd been speaking to you know, a couple of the founders who wanted to bring me in who I'd worked with before. And and I thought, what a fantastic opportunity to, one, work in a, in a nascent industry, um, you know, and with challenges in that um, this fantastic um, you know, compound, but you can't really give its medical benefits, not in the UK at least, at that time. Um, and... It was a real challenge and, and a really exciting time to be, you know, to join the company. So I'm, I'm one of those people that kind of jump in with, um, with, with two feet on, you know, on these kind of challenges. And it's, um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ever since. You, you've kind of had that sort of entrepreneurial bent in your background as, as well, haven't you? I mean, you, you started a company before yourself. Um, it seems to be a leaning that you've had. So jumping into something relatively new, are probably not a, such a huge jump from someone with your background. Is that fair? Well, it, it's um, there were, at, at the time um, there was no companies. Um, you know, this, you know, we talked back in 2017 when this started, and, and 2018 is when we've got our first listing in Boots. There was no other companies with any experience in you know CB, in CBD um, in in the UK. So you know, we learned a lot from the Canadian market. Um, you know, we had some. Um, early investors that were already in that market there, and we could see that was quite a mature market, and you could see how it was going to go. That was kind of a you know a forerunner for the CBD market, and in the UK it took a very kind of uh, regulated stance, so you, it was probably easier to um, manage that regulation. And yeah, and the t- t- my TV background is very uh, also very regulated, so you know um, that actually what you need in order to um, pass those regulations and be compliant is have all your ducks in a row, which is why we 
didn't take the easiest route in building the company for sure. Um, but we felt that it's really important to have total control of the production chain. So you can show your organic certification for your land and, you know, improve your EU GMP accreditation for your formulation facility and everything in between so that you can pass the compliance very easily. And that's, to be honest, that's, that was been the mantra from day one. And that's what got us into boots in um, October 2018 um, as the first CBD uh, a brand in, in, the, in the UK store there. And, and Boots is, you know, is, is very prestigious here in the UK. Um, you know, it's the second most trusted brand after, after the NHS. So it was a really big coup for us. It is a big coup and it is a big brand. Um, now, you, when it comes to Dragonfly, the, the company itself, you are slightly different to others in the way that you've just been describing. You essentially own the entire value chain from your certified organic farms to the lab producing CBD products. Are there any competitors that are anywhere close to you there? I would say not to our scale. Um, there are some that have sections of the chain but don't do the, you know, the full, um, uh, full production chain. So there are people out there just looking at extraction um, and formulation, but there aren't that many that do the entire production chain. We think that's incredibly important because at the moment, there are there is some miseducation around you know the the, the CBD that's actually grown. Um, so we think it's really important that it's organically grown on organically accredited um, uh, land and using organic fertilizers. So you keep that accreditation through you know from the start because you know you know the cannabis sativa plant is a weed at the end of the day. So it does suck all the nutrients out of the soil, but also all the contaminants. Um, so if you haven't got organic land, then you run real, a real risk of that flowing through to your final product. And that's why we, we felt it's very important to, to run it that way. So it, is that part of the reason why you chose Bulgaria? I mean, what is the specific reason that your, your, your farm is in Bulgaria? So um, first of all, one of the founders is Bulgarian. Um, so Radost um, Dragonova is one of the founders who kind of started the business. And the reason you know, why Bulgaria is actually really perfectly... Um, uh, uh, is good for, for cannabis is that it gets extremely hot in the summer um, and you need you need that for the grow, for the plants to grow quickly um, but it's also um, our fields are lo- located next to a lake so it's really um, it's, and we've got our own irrigation systems in our fields so it's really fortuitous that we've got this really hot climate in the summer um, and when we've got access to water but also it's just, it's slightly above sea level. So it's, it's almost semi, semi-mountainous. So what happens in the evening is it gets really cold and the plant itself actually then produces more CBD to protect itself. So we've got this climate where actually we're getting better yields of, of CBD from our plant because of the differentiating from the, from the different temperatures that um, you have during the day and, and at night, which is also perfect for for cultivating um, um, the cannabis plant with CBD. So you are, um, Regan, a British company, a UK company, but you're heading towards a listing in Australia. That's right. So yes, why Australia? Yes, so we are effectively well, we're, we're Australian-owned company now, but with a, with a U, with a UK heritage. Um, you know, we've we've um, developed our CBD business in the UK, um, but we really 
you know, look into Australia. We you know we see um, Australia as being almost a kind of a beachhead into into Asia region, and I'll, I'll explain why I mean what I mean by that. So, if I was to go, if I was to look at the capital markets first of all, obviously it's a very well developed and stable capital markets, and you know there is a deep understanding of cannabis related businesses in in Australia. From an industry perspective, it has a really well established. Australia has a really well established health and wellness um, industry, which is highly regarded, and and it has a very clear regulatory regime um, for CBD companies or, or cannabis-related companies at that. And that doesn't happen everywhere. I mean, you've got it in Canada, you've got it in the UK, but actually other countries are only just starting to really understand the regulation and what should be put in place in order to um, bring this product to, to market. And it's that regulatory regime that's highly regarded by Asian distributors. They tend to look at um, Australia and say, Oh, if it's got th- if it's got um, special access scheme approval, or you know, or gone through the TGA, then it's accepted in in the Asian region. And obviously, that market is um, currently around six point eight billion for CBD alone, and that in, in by twenty twenty five is looking to go reach eighteen point one billion Australian dollars. So it's a huge market that we um, see. You know, this this listing as a beachhead into and it's not just the listing so so you're listing early january ticker code drf um it, it's not just the listing it's you're actually looking to grow in australia as well yes that's right i mean it's perfect in it it's the opposite of a season for 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 the eu where we grow currently and so this would give us an all-round supply and actually you know double our capacity um overnight so you know we are looking to produce um you know local product and that will be, I think that's something that will be seen as, as um, valuable from the consumers inside in, in Australia. Um, you know, what, one of the biggest things that we have had, um, you know, when we did some consumer research recently, the, 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 the main thing that the consumers were after was, was, was trust in um, the CBD product. So they get in the CBD element that they um, are actually buying, um, but also that it's THC free. So they're not going to get in trouble um, without any drugs test or you know or anything like that that might threaten their livelihood so that's obviously very very important but also um, knowing that um, it hasn't got any contaminants or any any nasties in there and it and it's legal so that's why we are you know a, a, an ethical company that do, does everything compliantly and transparently within the law and building that trust with consumers is paramount and we and in, in Australia having that local product, which which again we would do following all the all the rules and and be compliant, and that that will build the trust and help Dragonfly you know uh, be accepted in that market. What one of the things that we do that not many other companies do is actually provide a certificate of an ana- analysis for every batch of product that we produce, so that the consumer can look at that certificate and say, oh, yes, that's my batch that I've got on my uh, batch number on my product. And they can see that certificate and they can see that it's THC free. Um, it's got the right level of CBD and they can be, be comfortable that they're getting a, a, you know, a premium quality product. Product. I, I would imagine trust, as you've been talking about, is is absolutely huge in this industry, especially because you, you must be fighting against a reputational bias. Um, you know, while education is certainly happening, there must be a bit of a knowledge gap when it comes to talking about cannabis um, in terms of using it in, in this positive way. Yes, absolutely. There, there, there's a couple of things. There's a, there's a stigma um, related because it's cannabis related. 
um, but it, and it comes from the cannabis plant, but it is actually a completely different strain to the cannabis that you would have, um, that you would get for recreational marijuana kind of things. It's, it has to have, um, in the EU where we grow, less than 0.2% of THC in the strain of um, seed that you are growing. So there's only um, a limited number of strains that you're actually allowed to grow, you know, so that it's um, below that level. So obviously, you know, our our fields are outdoor grown on organic land. So, you know, that we you would have to take, you know, a few kind of acres of crop in order to get the same um, kind of impact that you might get from, um, you know, from the different strains. So that's one one element that needs to be um, considered, and. We're restricted in the UK to, to, to show and to say what all the, the good properties of CBD are. It's not the same the world over. Um, and there is better education in other territories that, you know, show, um, you know, can say what it, what it's good for. There's plenty of clinical evidence out there that show that it's good for anxiety. It's good for chronic pain. It's good for joint pain, sleep disorders, um, and, you know, and, and skin problems. And we want to be able to, you know, share, share that message because we, you know, truly believe this is a, you know, a transformative product for people. Just, you know, most of the time people get their wits end and then try CBD as a last resort. We think it should be a first resort because it's completely natural product. It's totally organic and it's actually really good for you. Um, so it's, um, it's something that we're keen to get, you know, to get that message, message across. And obviously in these times of COVID at the moment, you know, there's a lot of a lot of anxiety around, a lot of depression around. Um, so, you know, th- th- and this kind of product is is perfect for that. Now, you are intending to raise about ten million in your ASX listing I- in January. Uh, what's the majority of those funds going to go towards? Um, so, there's two elements I'd say is in the majority. So, brand building and marketing is 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 one key element so obviously we want to market the product in australia so you know people know so we are already available on the shelves on, on australia via um health house international so we've got special access scheme approval for two of our products already and we're you know going um the, re- the rest of our range is going through the tga approval process um so we want to do some marketing in australia to you know tell people that you know you can have dragonfly product Similarly, um, the we have got distribution just recently in, in Hong Kong. Um, there's a store there that's selling our product, and we are expecting the Chinese regulations to to soften a little bit next year, and that's where we you know see a, a you know a huge opportunity there. So marketing in that territory, um, you know those, those funds would be hit there, and also to make sure that um, our brand is well known and um, ready to take advantage of that market. But there's also a change in the regulation happening in the UK, which I, I, I think the EU will follow, um, whereby non-compliant brands will be taken off um, off the shelves under the FSA regulations. So there will like there's likely to be a kind of market share grab from those that are are, are left, of which we will be one. And so so money put aside to that. So you know there's a big opportunity there to to build our brand and make sure and, sh- and share our story. Um, there is um, new product development um, as well. We've got we've we haven't stopped. You know we've developed some CBD infused topicals. Um, just recently, we've got um, released nine new kind of products um, targeting you know kind of a, a younger market. But it's um, it's it's face masks and body butters and lip balms and kind of you know SPF with, uh, creams and retinol creams like, like that, which uh, with CBD as an active ingredient. 
Um, but we would like to do more of that. We see the topical market being quite big in, 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 the, Asia, in the Asia territories, but also in the US. Um, you know, we have got some conversations ongoing at the moment whereby actually that would um, you know, be welcome in those territories, especially as there's um, an expectation of CBD becoming federally legal, um, hopefully next year as well. That would be difficult, wouldn't it, um, Regan? I mean, when you're looking at different countries, every, every country's got a, a different level of, of regulation and a, an approval process, obviously, that you have to go through. I mean, how hard is this to manage from within the company? We have to keep abreast of all of the, the, the regulation changes. We, we, uh, we've got partners in, in, in many territories and, you know, the, there is well, there's one good thing. There's a lot of press around CBD and, and, and cannabis related businesses. And we know w- where those territories are, in, you know, w- in regards to the regulations. So, you know, it was easy to see that, you know, in February this year when Australia downscheduled CBD so it could be you know, available over, over the counter by you know, prescribing pharmacists. You know that was you know a really good move for you know for for Australian and and, that, and that's been a, what sparked this um, whole um, kind of story I guess because obviously we, there's a lot of buzz around CBD businesses the, you know this is becoming a more common thing in in, in other other ter- territories um, you know I think in these times where economies want to encourage new jobs and new businesses that's partly um, a, a catalyst for this um, but also I think it's CBD has been around quite a while now in Canada and the UK and other you know developed markets, and it's done nothing but good for the consumers. Um, you know you can go on our Trustpilot reviews and you know and see um, where you know lots of people that have had uh, benefits from using CBD. So I think those things are becoming more widely known now, and the clinic the build up of clinical evidence is also helping um, you know regulatory regimes you know look at CBD and say actually. It's, it's a good thing and we should have that in our market. It, it, it's an interesting market uh, to be in at the moment. Now, we've seen huge amounts of innovation um, right around the world in practically every single industry that's been brought about by COVID. So while this innovation would have occurred anyway, um, it's just sped up. What sort of impact has that had on your market? Because obviously supply chains have been corrupted um, within the COVID environment and the closing of borders and all of those sorts of things. Uh, with the new sort of introduction of new mutations and variants, um, there's no guarantee that, um, you know, we'll come back to any sort, sort of normality in 2022. What's your expectation there and how it will impact the business? Yes, very, very good question. I mean, as it's definitely impacted in, in, in the short term, um, just things like transport. It's, you know, it's impacted movement of, of packaging and components and things like that. But we have quite a long lead time to make our product, so you know we are growing it um, in March time, um, and then we you know we're harvesting in August September time, um, and then we are obviously you know extracting and formulating. So it takes quite a while to actually get to the the extract that's then used to make the product. So um, so we have already uh, you know had those cultivations and, and harvested in the last couple of years. So we've got we haven't got um, a problem with crop. Um, and, and extract, you know, because that we've, we've already done that. So the, the only kind of impact of, of COVID has really been um, the, the supply of packaging and transporting components, which, you know, we, we, we've kind of got, got around, you know, we've got some good contacts in the EU that have helped us, you know, um, get those um, problems solved. In terms of demand, um, it was surprising for me a little bit in that, um, there wasn't more demand for 
a product that's, uh, you know, a health and wellness product, um, especially for anxiety and depression. And, you know, when people are having problems with their jobs and, you know, stuck at screens all day, um, you know, maybe a little bit um, more look, looking for something to, you know, for their health and wellness. But I think, you know, there, there's, um, you can't always track consumer behavior. And, and in the UK, at least, you know, there's a lot of focus on making sure you had enough toilet roll and pasta, um, you know, in case you were locked in uh, for months on end. Um, but I think actually, since that kind of initial COVID reaction has now died away, we are seeing people come back and, and looking for ways to um, rebalance their life. Um, I think what this COVID has done is made people think, well, okay, I really need to look after myself. I need to do the best for myself. And actually, now I'm working from home a bit more. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm going to look at my lifestyle and I want to be in a good position. I want to, you know, put that. And that's when we are finding people coming to CBD and, and saying, actually, it's really helped with me get through this. Um, and, I, and it's really helped me with my ailments. So, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with it. And we've got many uh, kind of consumers that, you know, stay with us. Once they find Dragonfly CBD and they find that it works for them, um, you know, they tend to stick around. So it's had you know, a, a mixed bag of, um, of impacts, this, this pandemic for, for us. Now, um, Regan, I've got a very important question for you. Do you have a relationship with Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it sounded like him then? It does. And for those of you who haven't yet hopped on the website, do go ahead and do that um, and listen to the video that you'll find on the Dragonfly website because the gentleman that is voicing the package sounds so much like Morgan Freeman it's not funny <laughs> I guess he does sound a little bit I mean the, the, the our, our corporate video um you know we what we really wanted to, sh to show there was that you know we've got the infrastructure um you know in, in place and you know you're, you're seeing our products that you know we are very proud that we are you know organically grown and you know we we, we even put our um organic accreditation on our product packaging to show that um you know that that's uh, where it comes from and having that transparency um you know is really all about um building trust with the consumers um and, that, and that's what we and we and we want to be the benchmark for the for the industry um you know there was a study a couple of years ago from the center for medicinal cannabis that took a a, a range of products um off the mark on the on the market at the time and just tested them and you know and half of them didn't even have cbd in them so wow. these poor, poor consumers were taking this product, thinking they, had, they were taking CBD, obviously wasn't doing anything for them, and then and then, and then obviously rubbishing CBD because obviously didn't have any benefits. And it's like, well, yeah, no, no wonder because you were drinking hemp oil. Um, so you know, this is why we you know really really passionate about um, making sure our process are transparent and you can see and have that real confidence. Um, and, and openness on, on on our processes and our and our end product, and and we think that should be the you know the case for all all CBD products. Oh, absolutely! Look, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today, Regan. Um, thank you so much for your time. Very much looking forward to watching your listing in January and and see what's see what happens there. But we'll, we will definitely talk again in a few months' time and post listing and see how you're going. Thanks for joining us. No, thank thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And, um, yeah, watch this space for next year. We'll be watching very, very closely. And thanks, of course, also to all of our listeners uh, for joining us today. That's all we have time for. But do join us next week for more on Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. We'll see you next time.
This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, was sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, Australia's leading corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Barclay Pierce Capital provides specialised corporate advisory and equities trading services to privately owned businesses, small to medium-sized public and ASX-listed companies.